Welcome to The Floor Fantasy and Sci-Fi Lore. Today our episode is going to be diving into the DC Animated Universe Justice League War. Here we are going to explore the first uh, connecting of the heroes uh, to the point that None of them even think Batman exists. So as we dive into the New 52 universe, we're going to explore how they come together to fight Darkseid, uh, some of the relationships that evolve out of this, and how they're very different from some of the other standard DC universes. And uh, so if you want to know more about that, stick around. We will be talking about the DC uh, Animated Universe movie, Justice League War. So if you don't want spoilers, maybe watch that first, and then come back here for your lore dive. Uh, for our regular listeners, we are currently experimenting with changes in our release times and dates. So the episodes will be coming out different days of the week, different times during those days, as we kind of explore looking for a better way to optimize our downloads and listens. Uh, if you have an opinion on this, we would love it. You know, Do you want them Friday morning to get you hyped for something to check out that afternoon? Or would you prefer them maybe on a Saturday? You could watch uh, one of the, the movies or the shows we're talking about on the show. Uh, Friday night, and then check out an episode uh, Saturday morning as you're getting off. G- give give us some of your thoughts and opinions. Right now, we just have data to look at. Uh, but with that said, let's roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing, so good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, Another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome, everybody. We are diving back into the DCEU, wait, AU, DCAU, excuse me, DC Animated Universe. It's not it's, animated? It's not animated. It's not an <laughs> animated show. It's uh, 16 movies that are connected to each other in, uh, in the universe. And we're just going over them together chronologically. Great, great movies. There's another like 20 movies on, on HBO in the DC universe, but th- those are spinoffs. So these 16 are all cohesive. So if you haven't already, check out our episodes introducing the DC world and our episodes on the Flashpoint Paradox. And then come back to here. Because this one, we're going to be talking about Justice League War. Joe, what did you think of the movie? So I thought it was good. Now, I mean, there's a lot that... I feel like there's a huge backstory that uh, I don't know going in. Because when you start with Justice League War, the first thing that kind of jumps at me is like, wait, what's going on? Is they don't know each other, right? Most of the superheroes think Batman is a myth. They don't even think he's a real person, right? They think he's made up. 
Oh yeah, they they think he's like, an urban legend. Yeah, yeah. Like at one point they're like they like they're like, and that's Batman. Be like, wait, Batman is real. Be like, yeah, that's that him happens right multiple there. times. So yes, the first scene, multiple times, people are like Batman is real. <laughs> the the first like part of the movie is in Gotham, and you you get introduced to Parademons. If you guys have seen Justice League, the live action. Um, in theaters that came out a couple years ago, you'll know what parademons are. If not, they're aliens that are abducting people. And so you see this happening in Gotham. Green Lantern comes in to stop him, and then you see Batman show up as well. And yeah. Green Lantern looks at him, and he's just like, you're real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, multiple people are surprised. And then there is a kind of a territory thing, right? Like, uh, I think it's Superman when, when Green Lantern and Batman show up to Superman, and they're like, hey, this is my territory. <laughs> And and so it's a really interesting spin in that uh, you know the as we step into this alternate this this post flashpoint world, they don't know each other, they don't get along, they just kind of you know everybody marks their territory and everybody stays in their lane. Every yeah, Batman literally tells Green Lantern, Gotham's mine, stay out of Gotham. <laughs> and then Superman has Metropolis. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, so the the two you meet first is is Batman and and Green Lantern, and they meet each other for the first time. And Green Lantern fanboys a little bit, and Batman couldn't care less. And so, yeah. but but Green Lantern's flipping between fanboying and yelling at Batman. So there's a scene where they're like chasing a parademon into the sewers, and uh, Green Lantern's like, "Oh, so it looks like someone forgot to take their true blood tonight," like because he thought he has like vampire powers. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and Batman's just like, I'm not a vampire. It's like, what, what do you mean? Like, what are your powers? Like, can you fly? It's like, no. It's like, wait, are you just some rich, like, guy? Don't tell me you're just some guy in a, in a suit, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just some guy in a suit, yeah. And, then, and so Green Lantern goes off on this monologue, like, freaking out. And then you see uh, Batman just go, what's this thing do? And he's holding Green Lantern's ring. <laughs> he just steals it from him while Green Lantern's distracted mm-hmm. and then green lantern turns uh his his suit goes away and he turns into just normal pilot boy because he has his pilot outfit on and he gets mad at batman for stealing it and he's just like you won't do that again and batman being <laughs> batman goes unless i want to <laughs> so that's those two meeting and then they chase this parademon they find this uh and just to be clear is this bruce now Yes. Yes. Okay. This is Bruce. All right, all right. Yeah. So, so this is uh, the the Flash has returned, but things are different, right? Like, because in the world the Flash leaves for Flashpoint, the Justice League exists. In the world he comes back to, all the heroes are heroes and good guys, but there is no Justice League. They have not unified. Yeah, they haven't even met. <laughs> yeah. So then, okay. like Joe said, they take they uh, go to interrogate the only alien they know about this alien technology and that's uh superman, superman metropolis yeah. so they go there and obviously they all start fighting <laughs> because that's just that's just how heroes need to meet that's like it's like well when you go meet a new person you handshake them heroes so, punch each other in the face well but it, it makes sense because they go to they, they have this alien tech and they go to the a, only alien they know superman and superman who has been has fought a few parademons by this point recognizes parademon technology and assumes they are with the parademons right like it makes perfect sense why they start fighting yes yes it does oh okay 
Yeah, so they they take this uh, piece of technology from the parademons to Superman, and he was fighting parademons too. So he saw them with it, was like, okay, you're going to get beat up. And they're like, oh, you're an alien. We need to question you about this stuff. Yeah. So it is, I guess, in a sense, there is a mystery they're trying to solve with the parademons here. And why without. Are here, why are they abducting people? Why are they abducting people? I don't know. Great question. Well, that's part of the mystery of the, of the show, right? They're trying All to solve right. why are they abducting people. Yep. So then we're going to be introduced to a couple other people. Heroes, you might call them. Uh, Flash. Uh, you see him working in a forensics lab. So that's that's kind of his backstory. He's working with uh, Dr. Stone. Which one's Dr. Stone? So Joe, Dr. Stone works at uh, Star Labs. So the F- Flash is heavily connected to Star Labs, I think, wherever you go. Um, so Dr. Stone is then, of course, Cyborg's father, Vic Stone, right? And like oh, lead researcher okay. on like alien technology. Yeah. Okay, And so you'll see throughout this, you'll see Victor Stone's backstory as well, because he becomes cyborg uh, in the course of this movie. And you'll see the flash and his interactions with uh, Dr. Stone. And then we'll also see Billy Batson. Do you know who that is, Eli? I recognize that name, but no. So Billy Batson is a kid that when he says a magic word, he turns into a Shazam. Shazam! There it is. And so you see him sneaking around. He actually sneaks into Vic Stone's uh, football game to watch him win. So he's like a huge fanboy for Victor Stone. Because Victor Stone's a really good... We see uh, the form of Shazam in the Flashpoint Paradox, but it's a group of kids, right? Yes. Yes, that's true. So, yeah, we're not going to get into all that. But in that universe, it's a group of kids. That become yeah yeah no. no I'm I'm just trying to tie it all back together. Yeah. We're still You're doing good. Sam, and I'm yeah. trying not to go too in depth. So that's how Billy Batson and Victor Stone see each other for the first time, but that's also how uh, the Flash and Victor Stone are connected because Flash is Star Labs and Victor Stone's dad is Star Labs. Gotcha. And then we see Wonder Woman as well, and mm-hmm. Joe, what do you think of Wonder Woman? I mean, she's in a very different role. Like, apparently she has been plucked from her island rather recently on a diplomatic mission, has little understanding of the modern world and modern technology. So, Okay, so she's fresh out of the Amazonian nation. Yeah, like, I fight for justice, like, plain and simple. She's like 1950s or 1960s Wonder Woman in a not 1950s, 60s world. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> More modern day world, maybe a little Yeah, future. so like the scene is like everybody's like there's there's a bunch of people protesting uh around a car she's in and she's like, Who are they protesting? I will fight for them. And she turns around and sees that they're protesting her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's an interesting one because she's kind of just out of touch. But she's yeah. just she just fights. She's a fighter. She's not diplomatic at all yeah i think both probably the the two most powerful heroes wonder woman and superman in this new universe they're really reduced to just the fist and the hammer you know they are the weapons but they don't do a lot of deep thinking about what's going on Mm. yes that's why i think batman is so imperative especially in this universe yeah 
Because that's like, what he does. Yeah. Like in this, in this, in, uh, I guess what we're talking about here is the new 52. Like Batman is the brain of the Justice League, right? He's a scary brain because. Yeah. yeah he doesn't, he doesn't bring superpowers to the table, but without him, they really couldn't solve problems. They just smash stuff. <laughs> they, they, there's a very Hulk vibe to Superman. <laughs> yeah. Problems smash it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, Superman has some like more thought yeah. behind him than Hulk, but not. He's not a Batman thinker. Yeah, I would say he's not even a Flash thinker because Flash is actually super creative in, in his powers and how he uses them. All right, he's able to go manipulate time. You, you don't see that coming. Yeah, and and, and other things. So if if you remember the. Because you watched the Flashpoint Paradox, right? Correct. Like when he gets stuck and Zoom makes him get stuck, and he learns oh. he does that one thing to make Zoom get stuck with him. Yeah, yeah. He melts the stuff down enough. He's never going to get rid of it, but he's able to, to pin him flexible. down as well. Yep. Yeah. And so Flash does those kind of things all the time. Yeah. He's more than happy to sacrifice himself. Well, he's just creative. Yeah. But yeah, that too. All right. So Aaron's been telling us about Justice League War. Is that correct? That's what I thought I was telling you about. <laughs> Making sure I got the title right. Yeah, um, and uh, so this is after Flashpoint Paradox and then the world has turned back to normal. Is ish. Not really. Uh, all the superheroes have kind of taken their own territories. I feel it's kind of like a barren situation. Um, and uh, uh, talking about how Batman is a scary brain, how they're fighting these aliens, and it's a big mystery of why are they doing body snatching, talking to Superman about it, and how Superman and Wonder Woman are more just blunt objects to smash things with, uh, and, and a much more different uh, story, and I feel like Flashpoint Gave us a completely alternate story and it's like, and we're going to undo all that. But this is what launches. Now we're stepping into what the DCAU will be and yeah. who the characters are in Here. this world, in this yeah. universe. And a lot of them are just starting out. The Flashpoint Paradox, it was them at the height of their powers in that specific universe. Yeah. Whereas here... They're they're giving you a fresh slate, so you like saw what they'd be like corrupt and, and evil, except Superman who just sat in a cell for forever. <laughs> but like all of them, like they they've been fighting and like but, been in yeah, battles. I I feel like Flashpoint Paradox in the very open, we see the Justice League fully formed, developing an efficient machine as they shut everything down. Then it moves to them as evil or self-interested in throughout the story of flashpoint paradox and now flash has kind of reset things and we're kind of so for some of the heroes like um cyborg this is their we see the origin story itself unfold and for the rest of them they're new to this enough that they haven't connected and built uh, a network to you know work together this feels like uh everyone's starting off with a level one character again yeah except superman <laughs> well, a level one Superman. <laughs> level one Superman. Yeah, a level one guy who starts out at level twenty. Uh, 
I don't know if you've ever played an unbalanced system. Uh, Rifts is a great example of this, but you can have a level one Superman and a level one dude. Right? <laughs> a level one dude. <laughs> who, who knows karate. All right. Well, it sounds like Batman. But he has a 99 in determination, so he still might win. And a little bit over 99 in his bank account. Yes, yes, a lot more. He has the, uh, the infinity symbol for that. That's it. That's kind of how I felt when we played Cyberpunk. I meet up with Aaron. He's got all this money. <laughs> like, right, I don't have yeah. any money. I don't know kinds of weird stuff for money. And you just have it. Yeah, but was- you had an assault rifle. Which never... <laughs> came in handy. Yeah, that too. We never actually released that episode. I guess that's true. <laughs> so people are gonna be like, what are you talking about? When did that happen? Yeah, exactly. it wasn't an alternate reality, guys. <laughs> yeah, it happened in the future past. Yeah, the past future. All right, so we're getting back into it. Everybody's kind of resetting here, so we're gonna kind of just go through that real quick. Victor gets mad, his dad didn't show up, so he goes and yells at him. And interrupts the tests and kind of like breaks the test mid test and it kind of bonds with him as parademons explode and it's just not a good good fiasco. And so they end up hooking him up to some alien healing tech that like melds him to the super advanced tech that was already in him plus the healing tech. So he's he becomes cyborg. It's really confusing and yeah. it's hard to explain. Well, you have the parademon tech which is trying to take over him. And turn him into a parademon. And then you had the alien healing tech, which so back up real quick, time out. So to answer your question, Eli, the reason that humans are being abducted is because they get taken to this place, they get infected by this parademon tech or apocalyptic tech, technically, is what it's called. And then it turns them into parademons. Yeah. That's what you learned. So like yeah, so, so in the experiment to Victor. So what happens at Star Lab is the parademon infects him and is beginning to convert him into a parademon. To stop this process, Dr. Stone performs an experiment using alien tech that he doesn't fully understand, but is convinced is the only thing that can save his son. So that merge of these two very advanced pieces of technology stops Victor from becoming a parademon, but he is mid-transformation and he has this other piece of alien tech in him. And that kind of trio of things becomes cyborg, right? Okay. He and- can now access any technology and his uh, apocalyptic tech slash the other alien tech that bonded together with him can read basically anything. It's, it's you know how in D&D you can read a bunch of languages? Mm-hmm. He just like mm-hmm. accessed all. Yeah. Mm. So, so he's got he's got like the internet of the universe in his head. Oh, oh, not of just what he can access. Well, so okay. so apocalyptic tech can access most things because the apocalyptic tech is dark side's tech. And okay. all the tech they have, they've taken from conquering worlds. So it gets better as they conquer more worlds, right? Right. The other tech, the other alien tech, they've also got a lot of knowledge. So those two together had so much knowledge from researching uh, overtaking so much there are a few things that cyborg wouldn't know right but I, he doesn't I know everything. yeah the story i'm used to with cyborg is he was in an explosion and his mom dies in the explosion and his dad has to emergency put this tech that he was working on and developing and it was all his own creation and right. 
what's different here is it was an infection. So I'm guessing his mom didn't die. Uh, his mom's not even here. Okay. So she's just still absent, dead. but for a different reason. Already dead, probably. Okay. She's not even a part of the equation. Hasn't brought up in this one. Okay. Yeah, so, right. so he, because of Apocalypse being a newer addition to the DC universe, that is Cyborg's reboot, basically. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's Cyborg's origin. All right. We covered him pretty well. Wonder Woman's origin is she got plucked as a diplomat, put in American, was supposed to be talking to other diplomats. Yeah. Oh, uh, hers is actually pretty cool, though, because she's supposed to go meet with the president, and the president's on Air Force One, and then it gets attacked by parademons. So she flies up there and saves him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is pretty cool because then instead of having to do diplomatic stuff, which she doesn't like, she gets to fight. Yeah, and she's not good. Uh, it, she does, it doesn't make sense. So she's like, I just fight things <laughs> for justice. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I don't talk about fighting things. I fight them. <laughs> and so she goes up there. They start taking down the ship. It starts crashing. Superman comes up, also helps out. They meet each other. She hasn't met a lot of men on females only island. So meeting a dude that compares to her in physical attributes, she's like, oh, dang. When you say females island, uh, is it Amazonia? Themyscira, I think, is the capital, but she is an Amazonian. I think they technically have male slaves, so there are some males, but saying Superman is pretty cool for her. She's like, oh, like an actual man. So that's how they meet. Then we've gotten, then they, they start joining together, right? So everyone starts converging. After after Batman and Green yeah. Lantern and Superman all meet up, so they they all start conjoining it and meeting together, and so it kind of shows that like no matter what happens, like the Justice League is still needed. So you're seeing this unit form, but very quickly Superman is captured, and they are trying to convert him into a parademon. So ah. so what happens here is they attempt to fight off. Dark side and his parademons. But the problem is, is that even though they have now met and recognized they have to work together, they don't work together. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so used to being a solo act that, uh, that it doesn't work, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's a, the basic concept you see in a lot of like, uh, sport movies, right? You have the big mm-hmm. superstar who doesn't play well with the rest of the team. And in a team sport, no matter how big your superstar is, it just doesn't work, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's the, the other side has a whole team. And so Batman recognizes we need Superman. Not only do we need him, we also need them not to have him on their side, right? Mm-hmm. So Batman puts uh, Hal in charge. He'd be like, you got to make this a team. Make them work together. I got stuff to do. And, uh, and and he just ends up, he takes off his mask, he puts on his coat, and he just gets captured. Yes, yeah, Superman, no, Batman intentionally gets captured so he can go find uh, Superman. But uh, oh. the funny thing is, like, uh, Hal Gordon really is not a fan of Batman. <laughs> He's just like... Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but Green Lantern, he's not a fan. He's constantly complaining about Batman. And then when when uh, he isn't put in charge of kind of taking taking charge of all these superheroes and getting them to work together, he's like, I sound just like him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great moment where he realizes, like, Batman is not that way because he's a difficult person. Batman is that way because he has to be in charge. <laughs> we need results. <laughs> yeah. If, if nobody else is going to make sure we get results, then I have to. Yeah. So, so that's why Batman's just... Stuff needs to get done. We need to protect the entire T of Earth because mm-hmm. we are being attacked. 
by aliens that we don't understand. Yeah. We can't sit down and just try and be arrogant and show off and showboat. We just need to win. But uh, it becomes really clear, like how without any powers, how absolutely important to the team Batman is in recognizing you know, uh, uh, all of the goals that have to be met along the way and how to reach them and, you know, delegating assignments. Like, without them, uh, 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 Darkseid conquers the world. You know, just, he conquers right. this world like he has conquered all others before. But Batman identifies the problem, sees the pieces need to solve it, and then delegates out the different things to the heroes who need to do those things so that uh, everything can come together like it. Like you really, you see, you know, particularly Wonder Woman and Superman, you know, unbelievably powerful, but without Batman to set up the plan and orchestrate and organize everything, they are just as, uh, no, you know, no match for Darkseid and his army. Yeah, no match for Darkseid and his army. It, it kind of surprised me that they're doing Darkseid this early. Like, he's, Yeah, he's I was super surprised a, a mega by that too. villain, you know, but he is. It really feels like they choose such a mega villain because that's what forces them to become a team. Right. 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 The reason they weren't a team before is they never needed to be. They didn't. Yeah, exactly. So they there was this one time be. when me and Joe were playing Conan Exiles together and we were in the unnamed city, which is already a pretty hard place to be. And it was nighttime. And <laughs> Joe decided to jump off a ledge into a pit with like 60 bad guys. <laughs> and by the end of that, nothing terrified us anymore. <laughs> so I mean, really come thing. together on that one. Like, well, we either sur- survive by working together or we die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what the Justice League, that's what uh, Justice League War feels like. Okay. We have to, like, it, it's really cute. Shazam is a 15 yeah. year old boy who looks like a full adult man when he becomes Shazam. He sees Wonder Woman and he tries to show off. Because he's a 15-year-old boy and she's the Amazonian princess. Like, come on, dude. As she's like, stop acting like a child. You are you are a warrior. Act (laughs) like a warrior. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So I I think it is a really good choice in a villain to force them to come together. So then here's where we see uh, I don't know if this scene happened before or after Superman was captured, but you get to see how clever Flash is. Because Darkseid, you know Darkseid, he can shoot lasers out of his eyes that just follow anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can even like shoot stuff behind him. So one of the beams follows Flash and one follows Superman. Flash is out running it and he ends up running through a bunch of parademons and the beam burns itself out, killing like 20 parademons. Yeah. Mm. Super crafty. Whereas Superman just tries to outfly it and ends and up gets getting hit. shot. Mm, okay and so you see that difference because they're about yeah. the same speed when superman's flying and flash is running about. they've had they've had a couple races yeah not yet but in oh right in this universe, universe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so but batman yeah. gets abducted on purpose to go save superman he goes in so he flies in he gets dropped in and he immediately escapes because went in with an escape plan yeah that's yeah. he went in as batman which Bruce Wayne. He directly <laughs> translated means winning with an escape plan. Mm-hmm. So he goes in as Batman. He escapes and he goes up and he uh, he finds. I don't even know what you would call that guy. Just the guy who is. Uh, uh, I guess. I guess, I guess he was just. He was the techie, right? He was running the, the tech. 
that, well, he's also like interrogate, not interrogating, torturing Superman and doing the process to make him a parademon. Are they using just raw alien tech here or are they using kryptonite? No, it's whatever whatever tech they have that converts people into parademons. They're using it on Superman. But um, his willpower and his strength and stamina and all those stuff. Are they need to do it in a special place. Yeah. And, and okay. amplify it. And it takes longer. Okay. And so with like normal people, you can do it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Superman, he's got, they got to have this advanced techie dude doing this whole stuff. And so Batman comes in uh, and he fights with this guy. And obviously it's a close fight in no ways because he just absolutely beats up this nerd. Um, and then, and then you, you get to see Batman being really smart. He's like, he attacked me with his right hand. So that means the power is here. And he's oh like, yeah. I do remember that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, he was attacking me. Yeah. He like, he swung with my left. That makes it his right. So then it's how he set up the controls. <laughs> like, so that's power's there. Yeah. And you're just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's so clever. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Superman comes out and he's still a little psycho. He's cyper psycho psychosis. Oh, pretty fair. Cyber psychosis. But yeah. And so then uh, they're able to get the plan to come together and fight off dark side. But yeah, it's a, it is a good way that forms the justice league. I think it was really well thought out. The way they end up taking out dark side is pretty clever too, but we won't tell you that one. So you can watch it and be surprised. Yeah. Sounds good. This is a, so flashpoint paradox is really the launch of uh, launch of the new 52 and diving into that. And so we don't have any more time in this episode. We are going to do a short to kind of walk you through uh, what is new 52, what was 52, and what came before that to kind of help you understand all these diverse universes in uh, in the DC world. Stay tuned for the short. We will be releasing it. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives is it our amazing back and forth is it our charming good looks what would you like us to add or change you can put that in the review as well we read reviews yeah and if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it maybe you even want to share the content with your friends uh like and share on social media you can join us on twitter and facebook we post memes and we actually started a discord so come play with us so uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there, and each week we add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now, think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.